Hello, brewery fanatics, and welcome back to another episode of Brewery Travels. I'm your host, Joel Geyer, otherwise known as Brewery Travels on social media. And today we are going back to the state of New York, but we are going to focus in on Albany and kind of the, the eastern side of the state. And as always, I have two amazing guests with me, Shannon and Ryan. So guys, how about we get the ball rolling first? Just kind of uh, a little introduction on what got you into craft beer and how you're part of the beer community. Sure. So um, I think individually we got into craft beer um, years ago. I think we both agreed Dogfish 60 Minute was our kind of gateway beer into craft beer and um when we reconnected after going to college together years ago uh, our first kind of weekend trip included going to oma gang in cooperstown new york and then um as we kind of went on we got engaged and made a, a deal to hit 100 breweries together before we got married and uh that kind of just got us into the the craft beer community and, and introduced us to so many different places yeah, I mean, that's that's a good summary of it. I mean, in college, I mean, I started drinking some like Sam Adams. And then once I got once I got out of college, I went to a, a bar called Moe's and Lee Mass and their house beer was Dogfish 60. And uh, I remember when I first drank and I thought it was like a pine tree and it was too hot. To <laughs> um, but then my palate started to change. And then I started liking that. And then before you know it, I'm liking double IPAs and, you know, kind of went down that rabbit hole so but yeah that's dogfish 60 was like the first ipa that kind of got me into them yeah and, uh, oh sorry go ahead shannon i uh a shout out to hank hudson brewing and um that's where we got married um after we made that bet we realized they were building a brewery onto the uh country club that we were getting married at so that kind of oh that's perfect that. <laughs> so we got some good wedding photos with some good beer. So. That's awesome. I love that. I did. So I got, did not get married at a brewery partially. My wife doesn't like beer, so it would have been a little harder to convince her to get married at a brewery. <laughs> but uh, Sam Adams was another one. I was that was very uh, integral to my my development. Loving craft beer in, in college, I was doing pick sixes, and oftentimes Sam Adams was obviously a popular choice. You know, living in rural Iowa, where we didn't at that point in you know 2014, 2015, there weren't as many local options even you know, back then, you know, you know, less than 10 years ago. Uh, but I remember too, similar to your dogfish head. I remember my, uh, the having arrogant bastard for the first time from stone brewing <laughs> and just being like, what in the world is this? I cannot handle this whatsoever. Uh, but anyway, we are here to talk about Albany and many people may not know that Albany was once one of the major brewing hubs of the country. In fact, you know, back in like, it goes all the way back to, you know, 16, 17, like 1600s. Like I know it said while I was doing my research back in the 1650s, there was already a dozen breweries operating in, in the small village that became Albany. Uh, and then notably uh, Albany ale became what the area was best known for. And uh, during the uh, 1860s, I believe is when, uh, Albany's John Taylor and Sons was actually the largest brewery in the country. So does the local beer history have any influence on what the current state of craft beer is locally in Albany, do you feel? Yeah, I don't know. So it's kind of one of those things where I feel like um, it's a little sad that a lot of people don't know the history 
that kind of developed here so long ago. And then even after prohibition with like Bill Newman coming in in the eighties, um, you know, it really like, it's crazy how big of a hub it was, um, and how much history there is here. Um, I just feel like not enough people talk about it. Um, but there are a lot of nods to it that, um, I definitely would want to call out. Um, there's an individual, his name's Craig. We took a brute like tour with him uh, about the history of Albany and like other areas around here. Um, and he has an Albany ale project that he kind of like, he delves really deep into the history. Like we can't even touch how far he goes in. Um, and you know, there's different breweries. Um, C.H. Evans, which is in the old Albany pump station, has, you know, a lot of history to it. Um, Ford Orange. Ford Orange. Is, uh, like an historical name. Um, um, Copper Crow. Is that... There's a restaurant, Copper Crow, in downtown Albany that um, is actually housed in um, an old brewery um, downtown. And um, they kind of love sharing that history. They had some artwork drawn up of showing you like a rendition of the old brewery building that they're in now. Um, and that's awesome. Um, and then there's some places that have kind of dabbled in kind of making a version um, of Albany Ale or like a, another historical brew around here. And that includes um, Frog Alley has and definitely Back Barn. They actually um, have like a strong ale that kind of resembles that. And they have a brown ale that they kind of purchased the recipe off of uh, Bill Newman, who, um, you know, such a big name here in the 80s. So there's a lot of history here. I just, I wish it was in the forefront and more people knew about it. Um, but I think because everything kind of boomed so recently, um, people don't realize. Well, and I mean, it's not the same too, is, is, you know, where I'm from Milwaukee is, is synonymous with, with kind of beer and, and you know, people, don't necessarily associate Albany. I didn't until I was doing my research, you know, looking into this for the, for the podcast, I did not realize how in depth the history of beer was in Albany, which was really cool for me to learn about. And so you just assume that, you know, someone that is into beer is, lear is learning about it now that there's obviously a lot of opportunity to teach people about it, you, you know, via, via different, different methods. And, you know, speaking of learning more about the beer scene there, uh, when I did my beer city madness, back starting in late February into March. Uh, whenever New York was on one of the polls, I had multiple people recommend Fidens to me, uh, which I think they were the one that I heard the most by far. And I think I had heard the name like once or twice, but it wasn't a name that I was super duper familiar with prior to that. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, wow, like I really need to look into this place more. And lo and behold, it's their right side outside of Albany. And they're making some very highly rated beers. So what has their growth been like since opening in 2019? Yeah. Um, well, yeah, when they started in 2019, they were very small. Um, they had a tap room. Not a lot of people outside of the Albany area in the Capital District knew really who Fidens was when they first started off. And then COVID hit. And then they had to shut their tap room down. And they started selling uh, crowlers, and they started getting more popular that way. Uh, people started realizing how good their beers were, and once they switched to cans, then you got a lot of people that came from out of state. They were only open Saturday mornings. You'd have people that would camp out there Friday night just to get their Saturday morning for beer, 
and there was a lot of beer trades going on. You'd have people coming up from New Jersey, uh, the New England states. Um, so people drive hours just to come here. And at that point, it was kind of harder for us to get the beer because they're only open once a week. And we didn't want to camp out overnight as great as your beer is. Um, but they've expanded their hours. So they're open like four or five days, I think four days a week now. So it's pretty easy for us to get their beer. Um, but their beer is excellent. They make some of the best IPAs you know, that I've ever had. And they're actually opening up um, a tap room in the early summer um, right on Broadway in Albany. And uh, yeah, I definitely will look forward to that. We'll definitely add a lot of, uh, we'll get a lot of crowds and a lot of good business to the area. Do you feel like to a certain extent, because this has been a, an ongoing topic, I, you know, I started this podcast in 2021 when COVID was very much still at the forefront uh, of the way breweries were operating and now less so of course, but we've, there's been several discussions in different States about how COVID regulations and COVID restrictions that were lifted and different laws that were changed altered the, the beer scene, both for, you know, obviously COVID caused a lot of issues, but there was also changes that were made that allowed breweries to run businesses in a way that they hadn't been prior. Do you feel like, as you mentioned, Fidens was kind of almost, were, were they kind of almost forced to adapt and that almost helped their growth in a way that they may not have otherwise done so immediately? Or was it just kind of a, it's the way it was going to work out, you know, sooner rather than later, one way or the other? Well, they had to adapt because they have a, they had a really small tap room in their, their location, and they just got too popular for a tap room in that location. So once they got popular after COVID with the can sales, that's why they're going, I believe they're keeping that as a production area, but they're going to have a tap room in Albany, which is a much bigger location. But it's not like they could open the tap room after COVID because you wouldn't be able to get in there because it just they didn't have enough room for the popularity that they had. So I think they ended up just putting more tanks in there so they could make more product, which, you know, was a good problem for them to have. Yeah. I think, and, um, I think it would have happened anywhere. I think this would yeah. have, I don't know if it would have happened on the same timeline, but I think it would have happened anywhere. I was speaking to, um, you know, somebody that works there and Alan, he's a big name there and he handles kind of all their, um, social media and all that kind of stuff, I believe. And, and he, I said to him one time, this was when they very first like COVID kind of hit, I said, I think you guys are going to be like, you know, what we kind of call like trade bait. Like, I think your beers are going to like, if I want to trade with somebody, if I'm going to get what I want because I'm going to be able to trade this big name Fidens. And it just kind of happened like at a blink of an eye, but I think it would have happened anyway. I think it just, yeah. it accelerated it in a way that like, it kind of brought the community together quicker around them. Well, and one other thing that I noticed too is, is that one thing that because they lifted, you know, you know, obviously beer to go stuff, but then there was also a big push like breweries, not necessarily in Fighters' case because they were not maybe distributing, but it was getting beers to people in other places because people weren't traveling, people weren't even hardly leaving their own neighborhoods or cities for the most part, and so it kind of forced breweries to expand and and, and grow in ways that we that may not have happened in, at the same rapid level. Um, so I remember early, like during COVID, I all of a sudden was seeing beers from parts of the country that I had, that breweries that I had never would have dreamed were going to be offered in Wisconsin. And all of a sudden here they were at my local grocery store from Oregon and Maine and Florida and all, 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 all corners of the country, essentially breweries that I hadn't seen before. Uh, so I did find that interesting. And I, I agree. I do believe when you have a brewery that is obviously as well regarded and as good as what Fidens is, I cannot 
personally speak to it. I will trust everyone's opinion, though. I look forward to hopefully getting to try the beer someday uh, that it would have eventually happened. But it is it is interesting to see how they were able to grow. So now there are also a lot of other smaller towns kind of near Albany that have a brewery. So outside of the city itself, are, are there any recommendations that you would make to someone visiting? So that's like an easy and hard question all at once. It's kind of funny because... Albany itself actually doesn't have that many in its in the city of Albany itself. Um, yeah. But when you think of Albany because it's small, you do think of like the nearby neighborhoods. So pretty much any direction you go in, you know, north, south, east, west, you're going to hit something great. Um, and that's kind of the great part about coming to the capital region is, you know, just the 20, 30 minute ride down the road, you're going to hit another cluster of Places. So, I mean, if you go out, kind of you're heading out west and you want to be out in the open field, you can go out to Wayward Lane. They're kind of a, a great, you know, up and coming option. You can go up north and you can hit um, Single Cut and Unified Beer Works and Active Ingredient and then keep going to Artisanal and Saratoga and um, Whitman Brewing up there. I mean, there's just so many options. And then, you know, there's Troy and they have a brewery Browns that's been there for 30 years. Um, you know, it's just amazing how much you can kind of stumble across in the area. Yeah, a- a- absolutely. Uh, Ryan, what are kind of your thoughts on that? What, what recommendations like larger scope would you make for someone, at least in terms of like the immediate little towns and, and, and communities close by there to Albany? Um, yeah, there's a lot of, I mean, there's, you can go any, any direction, like you said. Um, I think a lot of good breweries are just like half hour to an hour north of Albany, um, which is still considered the capital region. So yeah, you said single cut, um, Whitman unified, uh, common roots. If you go up a little further, um, there's, yeah, there's a lot of just, it's hard to really pin down. Wayward Lane's one of my favorite breweries. Um, if you go South, there's some good breweries like, in, um, uh, like Chatham Brewing, uh, there's some reason like Catskill, uh, Crossroads. Uh, so there's, you know, any direction you go, there really is a lot. Um, the Hudson area, yeah. that's not even like an hour south of us. The Hudson, New York area, is, that's starting it's to... popping up everywhere. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, there's, literally, we just went to a new brewery in Hudson, Upper Depot, and there's a new brewery opening across the street. Return. Return brewery. I mean, these are just, it's crazy how you can just <laughs> find all these wonderful spots. Well, and, and to that note, you know, also, I know we didn't, I don't believe we shouted this out at the beginning, but your guys's Instagram handle is 518 craft beer. And so that's kind of a tip of the cap to the overall local area code that actually stretches and covers most of, of Eastern New York. So looking at like that kind of entire region, we'll just say like looking at the whole area code, how would you say craft beer has grown and evolved in the region as a whole in, in, in recent years and overall? I mean, it's crazy. So Ryan is from the area. He grew up um, in the area, you know, except for when we went away to college uh, for those years. And I'm, you know, not from far from here, but I moved here in early 2016. And when I first moved here, I kept saying, wow, there's just really not a lot to do here. There's just not, and when I say that as I mean, I can't, I moved from Richmond, Virginia, where there was just breweries everywhere. And I'm like, you know, where's the breweries? You know, there's one or two, but I think I like went to sleep and woke up and there was just a new one opening every other month. And, you know, we were talking about it and there hasn't been that many that have closed, thankfully, even during COVID time. So 
you know, everyone's really supportive of each other and, you know. Yeah, it's a great community. Um, you get some really good beer here. I think this area is very welcoming. If you go into breweries, like there's not a lot of pretentiousness. We have some really good beer. Even Fidens who get all these awards, you know, and, and all the hype, they're still down to earth when you go get beer. So, yeah, I mean, you know, when she came up here in 2016, I kept taking her to the same few breweries because that's all we had. But, you know, fast forward, there's probably, I mean, at least five times as many breweries as there was back in 2016. Absolutely. Well, and so now, you know, to this to this point, the, the Capital Craft Beverage Trail, you know, it does encompass this large area surrounding Albany. You know, it stretches. I don't, I don't know the exact boundaries, if it is almost the full area code or not, but it does encompass a lot more than just Albany and the, and the immediate surrounding areas. Uh, so it also not only features breweries, but also wineries, distilleries, cideries, and, and even a meadery. Do you feel like the trail and the accompanying passport has been helpful in promoting the scene to both locals and to visitors? I mean, definitely. I definitely think, I think the trail is really great for visitors because it kind of gives you a visual of spots that maybe you're not finding when you just, you know, are trying to Google. And then the passport, even more so for locals. Um, we did the passport before COVID. Um, and I mean, we got some crazy prizes. We got to go to a festival. Yeah, I went to a car museum in Saratoga. Oh, nice. A festival. <laughs> um, we went to one in the... Um, not the egg. But the New York State New Museum. New York State Museum was drawn a blank. Um, yeah, so you know, it kind of brought us to all these random places. We were chasing down and you, you know, you get your passport stamped and then you, you know, collect a certain number and get a prize. But it was fun, you know, kind of bringing it around different places. And I, I also think it's good because so many places came out in like the last few years. So it just kind of gives you a good idea to like see all the area has to offer. That maybe if you were here five years ago, it was a completely different story. Yeah, and, so and from my personal helped. experience too, I know even back home in Milwaukee, you know, I have friends that I introduced them to a lot of breweries in the area, and that people like people like us are obviously very in tune to all of the breweries and when a new brewery is open and what beers they have and and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, whereas your run-of-the-mill average drinker very well may not have that same knowledge, and so it is. If they do go into a brewery, it's, it's, it's another gateway for them to learn more about the beer scene. Because like I said, I, I've taken people and been able to introduce them to beer scenes. And as a visitor, obviously, I travel a lot. You know, I've been to many cities and been able to pick up a lot of times they have a little map or a little pamphlet uh, with the information on the ale trail. And although I always do my research, it's fun to actually visualize it and see it. And oftentimes, you know, sometimes you have little tidbits of information that you may not have known uh, ahead of time either. So next up is... Uh, one of my, my, my personal favorite question to ask on every episode. And that is that I want you both, each of you to create a flight of four beers to represent the greater Albany beer scene. And okay. this, this can focus on certain styles, certain breweries. It can be flagships, one-offs, whatever you see fit. There's no true rules. Uh, so uh, you guys can go back and forth if you don't, if you want to, you know, take turns or, you know, we can go ladies first. Just let Shannon do her for, and, and Ryan, you can pick up the scraps afterwards. However you guys want to do it. All right. Well, we had just picked a few, but now I think it's going to be harder to go both of us. Um, hmm. All right. Well, we'll start with the Cherry Raz from Brown's Brewing. 
mm. in Troy, New York. Um, that brewery has been around, like I said before, for 30 years now. And that's one of their flagship beers. If you go anywhere around this area, people will know what Cherry Raz is. They'll know who it's from, even if they don't drink beer, even if they don't drink that beer. You know? Yeah, it's like a cherry raspberry ale. That If you go to the tap room, they'll throw a cherry in it, too. Mm-hmm. It's been there since the 90s. It's a beer that hasn't even went I mean, I still enjoy it to this day. You oh, know, absolutely. It sounds delicious. It's a, it's a timeless beer. And it's very, very popular in this area. Um, I'll do the, I'll do one. Um, going back to Fiden's, um, we came up with Jasper with Nelson. It's a double IPA uh, that they use with Nelson hops. And I don't know as much about hops as some, some people that brew or some other people, but a lot of people got into Nelson IPAs in this area because of this Jasper beer. Um, it just has a lot of really good dank tropical flavors to it. And they make it, and then every month or so, they'll like make it again, and it's always a really big hit. And it's you know one of the top IPAs I've, I've probably had. Um, all right, I guess the next... Well, maybe I'll go off of my own thoughts. <laughs> um, this one's going to be kind of interesting. I don't know... The brewery itself loves the hype behind it, but they make some things that I think are better quality, like more a a beer drinker's beer, but national fame has come around. The Warhead Sours that artisanal. Oh, yeah. I know that. I know that label. I've seen it on on Instagram before. (laughs) So I have to, to, to name that one because I feel like there's just so much around it. I mean, I've seen people on Instagram posting it from other countries and stuff. So. <laughs> it's made, and people it's made love that. I'll give, them, I'll give them some props, too, because they make other really good stuff, too. Like, they make great Belgian beers, IPAs, Pilsners. So they do make those beers, which is they're good in their own right, but they're also some incredible brews, too, and make some really other good stuff. Um, one I'll mention is the Fall Tree Oktoberfest by Wolf Hollow Brewing. Um, they're out of Glenville, New York. It's an Oktoberfest that once September hits, I'm trying to find. Um, they usually sell out of it pretty quick at the brewery. Sometimes they'll have it at some stores. Um, it's just a very, like, I don't know what it is, but the malts they use are incredible. It's very smooth. It has a lot of good uh, flavors to it. And it's one of the top Oktoberfests that, that I've had. Um, hmm. These are so hard. If any other breweries listen to this, don't hate me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I totally understand that too. That it is not the easiest because I've I've had to do it before for other cities too, and it can it's tough to narrow them down. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. This is my like kind of dark horse, dark matter cookies and cream from Mean Max in um, Glen Falls. That beer is like Oreo dessert in the glass, but not that being overly sweet. It was super popular the last couple times they brought it to the beer festival they have every January in Albany. Um, and I just think that that one, that's just an underrated brewery. And I feel like that one's a great beer. Uh, one I'll mention um, is the Double Dare Sour Beers from Druthers. Um, they're well known for their uh, mac and cheese. It's a, brewery slash restaurant but Mm. they make these like eight percent sours 
Um, and they use different flavors with it too. Like they'll come out with like blueberry lemon um, double dare. And every time they make it, I always, they've had blackberry sours. Um, they're always excellent. A lot of times they'll have them in cans and they're just a really good choice. It's not like a fruited sour. It's a little more of like an old school sour taste. And uh, yeah, it's excellent. I definitely would recommend it if anybody's into those type of beers. Yeah, absolutely. Do I still have one? Yeah, you each have one more if you if if you would like to take it. Uh, We're thinking on the fly now. Um, sorry. All right, you want me to do one more than you think? Uh, There's a Bavarian Pilsner that Unified Beer Works makes. Um, Mm. I've kind of gravitated towards the lighter beers lately. Um, I still love IPAs, but I can usually have like one in a sitting, and then I kind of want something lighter. Um, but they have a really good Bavarian Pilsner, um, you know, that I haven't been to Germany, but I'm assuming that's how, like, you know, if I was, at, you know, like a, if I was in Germany, that would be like a beer that I would have there. Um, but it's it's excellent. It's super refreshing, especially in the summer months when it gets hot here. It's kind of low ABV, but kind of the body of a hazy um, IPA type beer. And I just think it really speaks volumes for um, for that style. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and and so now as, as we start to look to, to wrap things up, we, we've talked about individual beers and now I want to give uh, each of you a chance for three brewery shout outs, you know, whether we've discussed them already or maybe it's a brewery that we haven't mentioned yet. Uh, a special shout out for, for one reason or another. It can be for the beer, it can be for the people, the tap room, wh- whatever you see fit. And once again, you both can have three, but if you just want to do a joint three, that, that works as well. It's like picking your favorite child. Yeah. <laughs> is- well, that's why I clarify. It's not necessarily favorite breweries. It's just three that I want to give shout outs to. Oh, because I used uh, to say I used to say favorites, and then I realized eh, I should probably <laughs> rephrase that a little bit. Um, uh, the first one for sure um, is Warbler. Um, they're in Delmar. Um, I mean, they're just 15 minutes away from where we live here in Albany, and um, you know, they're in an old little restaurant. I shouldn't say old like that, but. It's kind of a weird tap room setup, but the people are just the nicest people ever. You can sit down and just talk to them forever. And it's just a small operation. It's just a couple brewers um, and, you know, their family and a couple tap room employees. And they just run the smoothest show with such underrated, delicious beer. I just want more people to go visit them because I don't think they get enough of the recognition that they deserve. Uh, one I'll mention is uh, Mixed Breed Brewing. Um, they're out of uh, Gilderland. Uh, the owners are super nice. Um, we actually one time did a movie podcast there and had a couple beers there and did it at, uh, at the brewery. Um, they just have a really good array of beers. Um, they make really good stouts, uh, flavored stouts, uh, pilsners. I'm a fan of cream ales, um, good old school flavor. They have an excellent cream ale. Um, they have really good IPAs. They have good sours. So they have a really good variety. And it's guaranteed every time you go in there, you're going to have a good time. I mean, they're very, everybody's super friendly. It's just a great vibe, great atmosphere. Uh, I like the tap room setup. The beers are great. Um, they've only been open maybe around two years, and they're already making a big name for themselves. And I mean, I, I'm definitely excited to see what they keep making in the future. All right. Another one would be um, Common Roots. They're up in Glens Falls, New York, um, kind of a little bit over an hour north of us. An hour. Um, And so 
they're one of the first places we went to on our kind of quest to hit 100. And unfortunately, um, and thankfully no one got hurt, but their, their tap room burned down. Um, and they kind of had to start from the, from scratch and they built like a little temporary space and ran out of that for a while. And now, you know, they're back at the original space, but in even a bigger and better um, tap room, they have a beautiful space, wonderful food. Um, and the owners are just awesome people and, and they just keep doing great things. And it was, it's just wonderful to see how they like kind of rose from the ashes, not to be dramatic, but it really was like a wonderful outcome. Yeah, now you go there, it's a big tap room. I don't remember the exact amount, but they had at least like 18 of their beers on tap. Um, they have really good wood-fired pizzas. So they basically took their tap room. Unfortunately, that happened. Then the makeshift, but now this new tap room is about three times probably the size it was before. And yeah, they're really doing good stuff. Um, who else? We just had three down. Do you want to? On the fly. Yeah. Um, uh, Unified makes Unified Beer Works. Um, I think we mentioned them before. They make a lot of good array of beers. Um, IPAs that um, Bavarian Pilsner I was telling you about before. They make really good sours. Um, I don't think I've ever had a bad beer by them. And they always make a good variety of them too as well. So anybody visiting, it's probably... Not even a half hour north of Albany, and it's definitely well worth the trip. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and if you go there, you should go two steps away to Active Ingredient. <laughs> um, another one, I guess, maybe that would be good to shout out is um, Whitman Brewing in Saratoga. Um, they, you know, started out with the idea of doing a lot of low ABV stuff. And they kind of have stuck with that, but then added a variety. And they have an amazing Detroit-style pizza there um, that kind of draws in a crowd that is newer to beer drinking, which kind of is awesome, getting them kind of, you know, to try new things and get into the beer scene. Uh, one thing I'll mention with Acting Ingredient that you talked about before, they have a great birthday special. <laughs> if you go there on your birthday, they're, I believe they're pharmacists, the owners. So everything's science-related. So they give you yeah. a beaker of like whatever beer you want. I think it's just like 7% or lower. Um, and it was like a full liter. And she had this really good like IPA that was on the house. And they also make really good ciders too. Like they make good dry ciders as well. So that's definitely a really good place. And you can basically skip to it from Unified. Oh, nice. That's really, really cool. Uh, a, a good list of, of potential breweries for sure. Uh, and so thank you both again shannon and ryan for coming on here this has been a lot of fun and uh we can wrap things up here with any final thoughts conclusions you guys are seeing why people should come visit etc and also making sure to shout out where people can follow you on on social media uh right now we just have the instagram 518 craft beer um you know we we have a tiktok but we just don't use it as much but maybe we'll get into it if it sticks around <laughs> um and um you know, we love kind of meeting up with people. Um, we've started to kind of, now that, you know, the COVID times are hopefully behind us, we've started meeting up more with other people um, to grab a beer. We're always around. So if you're ever in the area, need suggestions, want to meet up for a beer, um, you know, and, and come visit Albany. Every time that people say I'm driving through, 
the area. Tell me where I can stop real quick on the way. My suggestion is just stay. Come on, just stay one night in the area and, you know, check out some of the stuff. You know, we have the Adirondacks not far away. We have Lake George. We have Saratoga racetrack. So there's things to do and you can grab some beers. Especially in the summer. Yeah. Summer uh, and fall. <laughs> yeah, just a lot, like I said before, a lot of just people are very approachable here at the breweries. Um, you know, you kind of go in there and it's one of those places if you're asking the bartender or the brewer like questions, there's not really a dumb question. They're there to answer anything for you. Um, you, you can feel just really comfortable at these places. Um, so I definitely recommend it, especially the weather is getting good. So, you know, it's usually nice here up until the fall at least. And then, you know, in the winter, you can just bundle up or stay inside. But <laughs> yeah, and if you're like me and you're from, you know, if you're from Wisconsin or some other place, you're <laughs> used to it anyway. So it doesn't really exactly. matter. Um, Probably but, a little worse there. Yeah. Well, and if you are a new listener, you can find me on Twitter at Brewery Travels, on Instagram at Brewery underscore Travels. You can also go to my website, thebrewerytravels.com, where you can find my past articles, past pod podcast episode links, as well as interactive maps and lists of my brewery visits, etc. And as always, whether it's where you're visiting or where you're living, be sure to drink local everywhere. I've been